everyone. Welcome to the Dwelling and Co. podcast. We're a podcast for all Christian women. We exist because we want to see women united and encouraged to glorify God wherever they are. So whether you're a high school student, a stay-at-home mom, a CEO of a company, or a retiree and everything in between, you belong here. So today, as we start, do we have any announcements, Talitha? Yeah, so this isn't like an announcement. It's just, I mean, it is an announcement. We finally changed all our social media page handles to The Dwelling and Co. Finally. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so that's the announcement. The funny part about that is it is it's literally taken me three weeks to figure out how to change our Facebook page name because <laughs> Facebook has... I mean, as Facebook does, has changed everything all the time ever. (laughs) And and because of that, like where I because I've had Facebook pages before, but I have always known where to change the name. And thanks to Facebook again. Thanks, Mark Zuckerberg. um, (laughs) uh, um, They like changed the entire location. And so I am searching like I have five tabs up actually this morning five tabs up and I'm like I'm gonna figure it out if it kills me and I'm just like searching all these places I go on reddit I go on youtube I go everywhere cannot find it and then finally I just hit some settings tab and there it was and so now it's changed (laughs) it's like it took so long but we finally made it and it took all my patience blood sweat and tears but we finally made it so now across the board um in our website handle or link uh will soon be changing as well um and you'll see that you know whenever it changes um <laughs> but yeah we just uh felt like we should go ahead and make sure that all our links correspond to who we are now and um yeah so that it's helpful for all of you to find our stuff without having three different names for who the dwelling and co is if you were trying to change the name of your Facebook page, please see me because I now know how to do it and I can help you without you losing your minds like I did, hopefully. For today's episode, uh, we did get a couple questions that we'd love to answer. Um, again, I guess flagship series um, for the podcast that just continue um, are, of course, our grief and grace stories, which hopefully we'll be getting back to those soon. We just talked about this not too long ago um, about brainstorming the next uh, weeks and months to get some people lined up. Um, so, yeah, if you actually I'm going to do this. I didn't tell Elizabeth I was going to do this, but <laughs> I'm going to do it. Um, but if you have someone that you whether you know them personally or you. Yeah, maybe maybe if you know them personally um, and they would be open or have been open to sharing their story of walking through grief and seeing the grace of God, um, mm-hmm. send us an email. Um, send us an email with, and again, please get permission. Like, don't just send people's information and say they'd love to. <laughs> and it's like, we contact them and they would not love to. Um, but yeah, send us an email or send us a Facebook message, an Instagram DM. Um, but we'd love to not just include people that we know personally, but even people that you know as the listener personally. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, so um, 
Again, I didn't tell Elizabeth I was doing this. Um, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but I think she's okay with it. Um, I am. <laughs> but, and we've talked about this idea before. So it's not oh, yeah. like a surprise. But um, but yeah, we would love to feature some stories and just get to know, you know, you as a listener and who you know and love and get to talk about the grace of God in their grief story. And so, yeah, um, it's now open. <laughs> um, contact go. us. Um, so that's the first like the first part of what we do now. Um, at the Dwelling and Co podcast, but we also do everything on the table episodes, which is where we answer questions or talk about current issues or topics that especially Christian women face, but um, just Christians in general face. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just kind of dialogue about it for a little bit. And we are not the the wisest of the wise. Um, we are not pros. We're not um doctors um both the um like actual doctors and the you know the doctors that are professors (laughs) and all that (laughs) like all the doctors ever we're not (laughs) um but we're just uh two christian women who read our bible and we pray and we dialogue about these issues together in general and with Mm -hmm. other women and so we just kind of bring you into the living room where we're, you know, sitting around drinking coffee and talking about these things. Hmm. Um, so welcome. <laughs> um, but today, yeah. So today we have a couple questions we're going to try and answer. I feel like answer is not the best way to say this, but it's like hmm. we we answer to the best of our ability. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's not like a comprehensive like this is the the answer. It's just ours. So, um, so yeah, so here we are. Um, so we have a couple questions. How many times can I say that again? Um, and, and again, each week, if you have questions, um, even if we haven't posted a kind of an open call to them, uh, you can just send us questions via email or our contact page on the website or DM us on Facebook or Instagram. We'd love to, um, uh, try to answer them on air. Mm. Um, so yeah. So first question, um, is how do I draw near to God when I can't feel him and I don't want to sit, pray and read, I'm going to throw this to Elizabeth to take us away. Woo, man. Um, yeah, that's a, it's a great question and Mm. it's really big. Uh, it's, (laughs) it's, Because I think the truth is we've all been there as Christians, right? I think that not, I don't think there's any one of us that has like never been through a season of feeling dry. Right. And I mean, I can even tell, you know, I've definitely gone through those kinds of seasons and even like recently have Mm. um, just due to like lots of different things going on in life or you know, different things that have happened in the past that, you know, so many things can contribute and sometimes it just happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that for me, and again, this is one, you know, this is my side of the story. I'm not an expert at this, but I just know um, that this is how I view it when I go through a season like this mm-hmm. is I view it as, okay, so I know as a Christian, I know the gospel. So I know that Jesus you know, lived the perfect life and died 
and rose again for my sins. And Mm -hmm. I know that. And I know that he did that for my sins, but he also did that to have a relationship with me, Hmm. to be in a communion with me. And so if I think about a relationship, like in general, if it's, you know, and for, for me, it could be, you know, I I have so many relationships. I mean, it could even be with you, Talitha, like my friendship, like if you and I just decided out of the blue to be like, "Mm, well, we're just not going to talk anymore. You know, I'm done. I'm just not going to talk it, you know, and I, I just feel like, you know, our, it's really just not going anywhere. Like then our relationship wouldn't be there anymore. Like, it right. and, right. and that's the same with like marriage. That's the same with like a dating relationship. That's the same relationships take work. And yes. so if you are invested in your relationship with someone, you're going to take the time to talk to them and be in communication with them. And you know, that just needs to be a part of the deal. So if I'm, Mm. you know, like with you, I mean, you and I, we talk all the time. So our relationship just kind of keeps on growing because we're just, you know, always in contact with each other or like same thing with my husband. Like we talk all the time, but if, if that fails to be there, then our relationship suffers. And so I think it's very similar with our relationship you know, with the Lord. And this is where I've definitely come to is, yeah, I totally have been in those places where I don't, you know, feel him and I don't want to sit and pray and read the Bible. Cause sometimes I'm just like, why, you know, but I have to answer that question in my head before my feelings and emotions get into it. And I have to say, okay, I know that even though I may not feel like this is important right now, I know that I have to have this relationship with my savior and that it will be, it will produce fruit even if I don't feel like it is. And so Mm. if I, I'm just going to continue to just come and Mm. I've also, you know, I've also taken it as, you know, say that you're going to sit down to a, a, a meal, you know, Mm. I I've taken it as, okay. So if, you know, I ask myself, what did I eat? for breakfast last Tuesday morning. Well, I probably wouldn't remember necessarily unless it was a super amazing meal. And right. I feel like that's similar with the Bible is like, okay, I, I may not always want to come and read it, but I do know that I need it. And even if I don't remember every single thing that I read every single day, like it's not this big, amazing experience every day, I still need it just like I need food. And it'll nourish me even when I can't see it doing its work. It still will be because God is the one who wrote the word and he inspired it. So therefore it's, it's our spiritual nourishment. We need it. So that's kind of where I've come to with, with it and obviously not perfect and always growing, but that's mm-hmm. kind of where my brain goes when that mm-hmm. kind of thing happens. So what about you? Yeah, I really love that. Um, looking at it as a relationship, because I think that And I think we can say this because we grew up in the church and grew up doing all the church kid things and, you know, doing the sword drills, the Bible drills, you know, like, and just memorizing the scripture to get the knights. And I mean, we'll, we'll go into what all that means in another podcast episode, Hmm. but um, (laughs) unless you grew up also at the church, we grew up, (laughs) then you'll know. Um, But, but, you know, like doing all the church kid things and a lot of times growing up, I remember thinking, why am I doing this? And I, in my head, I would say like, it's for the relationship. It's for, um, 
my faith and trust in Jesus. It's for that. But I feel like a lot of it was also just because I was checking off the boxes and I was doing it because I needed to do it and I should do it. And I was a church kid and I was a pastor's kid and I was all these things. And it took me till getting to maybe even college um, where life started getting busy and hard, really hard. Um, and even just going through, this is actually when it kind of changed, turned around for me, but going through my first breakup in college and being rocked to my core with the first, I mean, I had gone through really hard things and losing childhood friends, but this was kind of the first thing where my hopes were so dashed and I was so, uh, not really blindsided. I kind of knew it was coming, but I, but it still kind of blindsided me when it actually happened. And it's like, you look around and you're like, okay, so if I can't put my trust and faith in a relationship or in a boyfriend, um, or in a friend or in getting straight A's or whatever it is, you know, at that time in life, then, you know, what can I put my trust in? And it's like, well, it should have all along been in Jesus. But, mm. you know, sometimes you need those reminders. But I remember my RA um, gave me um, a list of like six or seven verses. And one of them is still to this day, my favorite scripture passage in the entire Bible. <laughs> um, mm. And it's Lamentations 3. And we actually had some of Lamentations 3 read at our wedding because mm. for for us both in different seasons, for my husband and I both, it was a passage that brought such hope during seasons of um, darkness or even just seasons of being stagnant in our faith and um, in, you know, just not wanting to sit and pray and read like this person um, uh, asked this question about. Um, but something that I was thinking about too, while you were talking about reading it, you know, it, it might take some time, but still putting the work in is going to yield results. Mm. And that's how relationships work. Like when you and I talk every day and sometimes we don't talk every day, like sometimes it's like, every other day, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's like when you and I talk every week, whether it's voice message, text, actually in person, our relationship grows even mm -hmm. after 23 plus years. I think that's what it is. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it still grows. And I've, you know, I've been married for three years now and every conversation I have with my husband and every time we go on a date or um, we talk about something serious or funny or laugh together, like our relationship grows, even though we already have a relationship of three years. Um, mm. And so the growth that, you know, you seek still, even when, you know, you're sitting there and you don't feel like reading or praying, like you're still seeking that growth and those things are going to help, <laughs> you know? Mm. So it's like, it's like the answer is kind of in the question, um, sadly, but I also wanted to encourage, you know, if you're listening and you're the one who asked the question or you're just listening and you're like, that's me, I'm sitting in that season right now. Um, the, the Psalms and Isaiah are two places I go back to again and again and again mm. and again when I'm in those seasons, because there's something about reading someone else kind of in that season um and mm. lamentations i could i could see also being um a place that you could kind of feel you know what the writer was feeling um but 
I wanted to encourage you with a passage that really encourages me when I'm feeling that, because a lot of times I think that's when I'm feeling weak in my faith and weak in my trust. And um, I know I want to get close to God, but I'm just feeling like I don't have time or I don't have the willpower or I don't have this. I don't have that. But I wanted to encourage you with a passage that's encouraged me time and time again when I'm in that season. And it's Isaiah 40 verses 28 through 31. Um, Mm. But it says, have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or go weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. And so mm-hmm. what like the thing that I love about that is that it's kind of describing, like, even though it's not, you know, a lot of people use this passage when, you know, they're just tired and um, maybe going through a season that makes them weary. But I would argue mm-hmm. that a season of time where you want to get close to God, but you know, the means that help with getting close to God are not ones that you're, you know, waking up and you're like, I can't wait to read the Bible today. Um, Mm. like that's a weary season and that's a season where it's, I mean, it it just is like, that's a tiring season to be like, I know I want to do this, but I know I need to do this to do that. And it's just a lot. And so, um, so yeah, I would just encourage you, um, go to the Psalms and to Isaiah and just like read a chapter a day or read a half chapter a day and just ask God to give you grace to Mm. keep this up, but not keep this up because you're checking off a box, but keep this up because you want to draw near to him. And when we draw near to God, he draws near to us. And, and I mean, even before that, like he draws near to us. Um, and so like, I've, I've also heard, you know, worship until, you know, something about like when you don't feel like worship, but like keep worshiping until you feel it or something like that, or keep praying until you feel it. And so, um, Mm. like keep doing the things, like keep doing these, these things because you want that relationship with God. Um, and just ask him to give you a heart that wakes up and wants to do these things. Um, because this is, I mean, this is how you're going to have that relationship that Elizabeth was talking about with God. And it does take a little bit of work. And, mm. um, but this method, these methods of work are sweet and mm. will grow sweet after a time. Um, and I've seen it in my life. I've seen it in Elizabeth's life. She's seen it in her life. You know, it, it, it mm. can happen. So don't be discourage and just keep doing what you're doing and we're praying for you um and i hope that you have people around you that um are praying for you and lifting you up and um checking in with you and maybe even reading the bible with you or doing a bible study mm. um one of the websites that we love <laughs> is mm. the daily grace co uh, and we're about to start a bible study together soon And that's just a great way to like grab a friend and say, Hey, I'm struggling in this, or, um, I want to, you know, get back to reading my Bible and journaling and praying. Um, so grab a friend and ask them to go through this with you. 
Um, and then, you know, go to a website like the, the um, Daily Grace Co. that has mm-hmm. all these resources um, for all different times in your Christian life um, for men, women, and children um, to to just kind of get back to that place. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, those are those are our, our our answers. They're not the answers. They're our answers. But um, yeah, our answers with love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Praying yes. for you. Um, okay. So our second question is completely Mm. different. Um, it's a little spicy, but here it is. (laughs) Um, what would you tell your younger self about sex? Now, first of all, I'm going to say we are not like, if you're sitting there, listen to this with a child in the car, I promise you, we are not getting into the nitty gritty about sex. We're not getting into the, you know, stuff that, makes a podcast episode explicit so um no (laughs) worries don't worry (laughs) but anyway elizabeth what would you say oh um i think man there's a lot of things i think (laughs) well so i've been married for boy let's see six almost six and a half years well it's just crazy and i I know. Um, <laughs> Flies by. It's insane. But it's been such an amazing journey. And I think, so I got married young. I mean, you know, young enough. Um, and yeah. I can tell you that I was not prepared. <laughs> I was terrified. <laughs> um, yeah. Which was not what I wanted to be. And so now, six years down the road, if I had been able to cup that little girl's face and look mm-hmm. into her eyes on her wedding day, which would have been <laughs> me, I would have told her, just stop worrying about it. It's going to be okay. And don't make such a big deal over it. Like, it's going to all work out. <laughs> I love it. Um, that's what I would first say. Because in my head, I'm like, okay, yeah, it is a big deal. And yes, it's a big part of marriage, of course. Right. However... I wish in some way that it hadn't been made such a big deal over Mm. and made, I guess, made to be such a scary, almost dirty thing Mm -hmm. when I would have rather been told kind of what it is, that it's great in marriage and, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing, but I don't know. I wish that it hadn't been made such a big deal over because, Mm. you know, you and I, we have, we had a conversation about purity culture last fall and definitely I mean that was a huge part of what made me so terrified Mm. um and you know in in addition to that it was definitely lots of stories from people that I was like hey I don't need to hear that right now I'm about to get married right don't um so I think a lot of that contributed to my fear but if I could you know talk to myself back then I really would have honestly been you know, I would have told her that it's, it, it doesn't need to be made such a big deal over and to keep it, to keep it more private, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. in some ways, unless, unless I think what I, what I wish is if I had had questions, I could have asked them when I needed them, but not mm-hmm. been told them. Right. Right. Without my permission. I think yeah. that was another big thing. So I don't know where all of you are at in life, obviously, who's all listening. Um, but if, you know, these are things that go through your mind, know that you have complete control on what people tell you. And mm. so 
you know, when you're, if you feel in any way that it's crossing a line and you don't want to hear that, you can tell them. And I mean, yeah. I wish that I had, yeah. I wish that I, I, I wish I'd had the confidence to be, you know, like, Hey, um, I don't need to know that. Please. You know, I respectfully ask that you don't <laughs> share that with me, <laughs> right. you know, like, please, I don't right. need to know that. And I think it would have saved me a lot of a lot of heartache and a lot of worrying that I did not need to worry over. And of course, I understand that like there are a lot of different scenarios, but I think that when it comes to like, you know, real questions, it would be different if you go to someone and talk to them about it or if I had gone and talked to someone about it, which I eventually did and I mean it was actually fine, but I certainly wish that it hadn't been just pressed upon me so mm. quickly. And mm. so it, it wasn't a gentle thing. Mm. Um, it was, you know, it was surrounding me a lot of, you know, the just a lot of the, the like we've said, a lot of the culture just kind of mm. wanted to press that on you. And it was like, hey, I don't, I don't want that. You know, wh- where did I, <laughs> who said this was okay? Um, <laughs> so anyway, I think that's kind of where I, you know, where I fall. And obviously, everybody's got their own story to tell. But that's kind of the whole deal. We're not all supposed to know each other's things. And that's why the stories are frustrating. And I also think that like, we live in a culture that is so open. And that is such a good thing on the one hand, but it Mm. can be way too open as well. And so I think God made sex to be something so beautiful and Mm. so private and so Mm. You know, it's supposed to be so uniting within marriage that to talk about it all the time outside of marriage, even in a Christian setting, you know, as far as like stories or, you know, telling what, how you should and shouldn't and all that stuff, you know, when we were young, that it was, it was too much. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think it's just one of those things that for me, as I've gotten older now in, in my marriage, you know, as we've grown up together, my husband and I. I've just kind of committed to when I've had people like younger girls and women who've, you know, grown up and then gotten into relationships and I've had them ask me questions, Mm. you know, I'm honest Mm -hmm. and I've given them my opinion Mm -hmm. about whatever it is they're asking, but I also just kind of keep it short and sweet and I don't give any details about, you know, like, oh, well, this is what happened, you know, I don't want that. So And to try to keep it uplifting mm-hmm. and yeah. So that's kind of where I've been. So what about you? Um, I have three words <laughs> or I guess, well, I guess it's more than three words, but um, it has to do with ex- expectations because that's where I got in trouble um, mm. is we grow up and we watch these chick flicks and you know even without like watching something that's quote-unquote explicit um you know the topic of sex is always talked about and if the couple gets married in the chick flick again even if it's still a very tame chick flick um it's like the expectation is that every night like it's this movie fantasy thing (laughs) Mm. and I without being too Debbie Downer like I I want to say that that's not not true that's in movie land that's in TV land um in real life like you're going to be confronted by schedules and by kids and by um sickness and by like just all these normal things that just Mm -hmm. might 
thwart <laughs> plans mm-hmm. you have <laughs> and um or desires that you have um like in marriage um and i want to say first of all that's okay like it's okay um and i wasn't really told that before um mm-hmm. it was just kind of like it should always be this spontaneous like a Hollywood thing that happens every night. And I'm like, how can it be spontaneous if it happens every night? Um, <laughs> but like, you know, I just wasn't, um, and even, even if you're not, you know, a movie watcher, maybe you're a book reader or, um, or like maybe you hear stories and you're like, that's how it's going to be. Like maybe mm-hmm. you hear the good stories and you're like, that's how it's going to be. And like, I mean, and maybe that's how it's going to be, but I think one of the problems, either way that you set yourself up for, if you set yourself up with low expectations or high, um, is like, you're looking at it as if it's someone else's story and it's not, Mm -hmm. it's yours. Like this is between you and your husband. So, Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, like, it's supposed to be this beautiful thing, but it's also supposed to be sacred within marriage between you and your husband and Mm. sadly like sin has sin in the world has just demolished that and made it this thing between you and the world and between you and whoever and um and also like i want to say very carefully like when i say things or when i say you know things about it's between you and your husband like i'm not thinking about those of you who have had your innocence stolen like my heart just um like I'm trying not to cry but my heart just like bleeds for you if like you had it stolen like you didn't have a choice in the matter for whatever reason and you have sexual trauma and that has steeped into marriage like I am so sorry like Mm -hmm. I want to hug you like really I'm so sorry so I'm not thinking about um you um that I just described when I say like it's supposed to be between you um and your husband because like that like if you had your innocent soul and that's not your fault first of all and second of all like i don't look at you and and see you as this horrible tainted being because of that i don't um but in general like when when we as christian women are you know referring to sex and sex within marriage i'm thinking like supposed to be between you and your husband it's private it's intimate it's mm-hmm. the most intimate thing you'll do with your spouse. And um, it's beautiful. Like, it's a beautiful mm. thing. Um, and so, yeah, like you said, like, I wish that people wouldn't give the horror stories. But I also am thankful for when people don't go overboard and sharing the good stories. Because mm-hmm. either way, like, you don't want to go into your marriage thinking about other people's stories, whether they're fictional or not, and say, mm-hmm. this is how my story is going to go. Because it's probably not because it's your story and that's okay. <laughs> like it's supposed to be your story um, and mm. your time with your spouse and however it unfolds. Um, and so that's, I mean, honestly, like that's what I would say is like the three words I'm going to say is have no expectations, but I realize that sounds very bleak. So I wanted to um, say what I said before that, before I say have no expectations, but really like go into it knowing that the Lord has brought you and this uh, person together and you know he's brought you and your husband together and he will be glorified no matter what 
So if it goes horribly and you need to learn and it takes some time, that's okay. And if it goes really well and it's just always really good, like then good, like great. You know, like he is glorified. But again, it's, you know, focus on you, like focus on you and your spouse and what God is doing in you and your spouse's lives. And, um, and just keep your eyes on that. Like, don't compare, like, please don't Mm. compare. Like, um, and I'm speaking as much to me as I am to you, um, (laughs) because you know, that, that was hard to not compare, you know, like, oh, so-and-so did this, this, and this, or, um, you know, so-and-so's first time together was like, apparently amazing. And like, you know, ours was not or whatever, you know, like, Mm. like you can put anything into, um, you can put anything into those blanks and Mm. compare yourselves and, um, and just everyone, I would also say like, everyone has their own like history and backstory and baggage. So Mm. like when you look at someone and you're like, Oh, it looks so easy for them. Or like, maybe they had the same trauma I had, but they have, seem to have gotten over it like you don't know that you don't know that Mm -hmm. you just know that god has given them the specific grace they need for the specific thing that they're going through or that they're doing um and he will give you the specific grace that you need for the specific situation that you're in and so yeah just don't compare like please don't compare (laughs) um Mm -hmm. it's just not going to get you anywhere like i feel like we, the last episode, we talked about comparison in a different sense, but it's just across the board. Like as Christian women, we tend to compare and we compare husbands and children and houses and jobs and, uh, I don't know, money and possessions and just vacations. And like, we compare it all and it doesn't get us anywhere ever. (laughs) Like, and it just makes us either greedy or makes us like, feel like, we don't have anything good. And the truth is like what God has given you, he is deemed as good for you. And so delight Mm -hmm. in that and, you know, trust in him and trust in what he has given you and graced you with and the Mm -hmm. story that you're living in right now and the lane that you're in, we can use all the (laughs) different ways of describing it, but you know, you are where you're, you need to be, um, in your marriage, in your relationship, you know, and that's okay. And that's good. So yeah, I don't know. That's what I feel like. That's what I would um, add to what you said so beautifully. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> But anyway, as we reach a close, um, thanks so much for joining us and listening to the Dwelling and Co podcast. Um, we're, gr- we're just grateful for each and every one of you. Uh, for more information, about us. Um, you can read some facts about us. You can kind of learn more about us as co-hosts, but also just how the Dwelling in Co podcast started. Um, you can head to our website, uh, which is currently housed at, but it will eventually, the URL will change. But currently it's at www.atthedwelling.com. And there you'll just find everything, all the links. You can send us messages on there, on our contact page, the whole shebang. Um hmm. And then if you want to keep up with us on our social media, you can like our Facebook page. If you just go to facebook.com slash at or slash now it's at at, at the dwelling and co. That's the username. Um, but before I, I don't remember what it was before. I think it was just at the dwelling. Um, but yeah, so go to Facebook, you know, you can type in the search. 
the dwelling and co we should pop right up you'll see our little faces our logo there there we are <laughs> and then you can follow us on instagram um at at the dwelling and co podcast so that's all we got for you today but as always yeah. thanks again and we'll see you next friday